I'm Tyler. I don't want to die. Dennering. Oh, man. I'm Connery. Join us. Join us. Hanson. <laughs> now I'm Jose. We can't bury Shelly. She's a friend of ours, Romero. <laughs> and this is a franchise podcast where friends get together to talk about movie franchises. And today we are doing a whole new franchise for all of you out there. I'm so excited to be doing something good. <laughs> no more Resident Evil here. Love the, love the games. Love the games. Hate the movies. Uh, Do not have fun with those at all. <laughs> don't hate them. I was just trying to make some sort of analogy of like hate the hate the player, not the game. <laughs> yeah, I, guess, so, I guess hate the movie, love the game. Yeah. Die in, not been Resident Evil. Die in the game, die in the movie franchise. <laughs> Jose, you seen any of the Resident Evil movies? Uh, I've seen like one or two. Honestly, I'd have to check the letterbox, but I was going to say I'm not a fan. I probably would have passed. <laughs> yeah, passed yeah. that's well, okay. Imagine watching six of those or seven. How many are there, Tyler? Seven? Uh, there's many. Well, officially seven. We did six. There's a new one, too, that's oh, not really cool. related. But, um, Here's the but, one with uh, Lupe. Yeah, we did a couple with Lupe. I remember mm-hmm. that. She, she liked those. I remember that. Yeah. Jose Romero is on the podcast in my effort to have new people on this uh, on this podcast and reconnect with people I haven't seen in a while, um, like Brian Zamora, Jose is also someone I haven't <laughs> seen or talked to really in uh, about a decade. Yeah, it's been like a decade, I think. Yeah. Oh my memes. god. We, uh, we went to college together, and other than that, Jose will just send me and also previous impending guest, sequel king Jacob Badia. Jose will send us mostly Benny Safty or Safty brothers memes and uncut gems memes what else it's not i don't even know i just i don't even like those two movies like the most i just those are really funny to me but yeah i guess that's been our connection the past you know 10 years or so a friendship of memes a decade of memes that's what happens 2023 yeah man just also the fact that you're just sending those still, even though like we haven't talked too much in, in like the past few years. Besides that, I'm like, I got to I got to make an effort to like reconnect here a little bit. Yeah, I think I sent one to you guys out of the blue. I must have kind of shocked you guys. Like, who the heck is this guy messaging me? Does account get hacked or something? Brose Cuervo. Yeah, I think my last post on Instagram was like four years ago, too. So I just like send people stuff and that's it. That's basically what I do anyways. Nowadays. Yeah. Tyler's known for stealth dropping memes in our group chats too. That's true. But here we are. We're covering the Evil Dead. Did I even say that? Did I just say we're doing a new franchise? We're doing the yeah, Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah there yeah. we go. Hail to the Let's king, go. baby. Hail to the world. But before we talk about the Evil Dead, we have to do our usual segment of what's new? Bow. Thank you, Connery. I played it on. Make a sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you make a sound. So, so I finally figured out a way to hook my mixer into my computer. This is all behind behind the curtain here. Everyone's very curious and is totally they cares. I love hearing um, about it. I got a webcam. I got my mixer hooked up to directly to my computer. So I'm uh, recording to Adobe Audition as well as to Zoom. And uh, my recorder is supposed to have all the buttons play directly to the Zoom. That did not happen. And... Uh, Connery got the same recorder too because his last one died, as you could probably yes. hear in an earlier episode. <laughs> it it fulfilled its service very well. It served us for uh, uh, the franchise for three years, Starship Impala for two years, and then sat and rotted for probably a couple years in between there. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, you made that soldier fight until he was 93 years old. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the ethics of my war program cannot be discussed today with my audio equipment. Move over, child soldiers. <laughs> well, this is our new child soldier. <laughs> Great. You you made this analogy. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I can't really dig myself out of there. Um, like a dead eye, I can't dig myself out of the ground. Um, no, sorry, Slipknot. All right, so let's let's do what's new. Our usual segment where we talk about any new movies we've been consuming. I watched a movie called No One Will Save You on Hulu. Oh, it's uh, been pretty popular, at least on like film Twitter or Zitter or whatever it's called now. Um, <laughs> whatever they change the name to now, it's X.com. And just in general, like Guillermo del Toro, uh, tweeted or zeted that he really liked it. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Have either of you guys heard of this movie? No. Yeah. I've passed on it a couple of times just <laughs> searching through. I yeah. actually was like, this seems interesting. And I've heard about it. Then I checked the letterbox and I was like, you know what? It could go on the watch list for now. <laughs> Yeah, that's honestly, of all the apps, like Hulu's one of the ones for sure where I'm like, I'm going to add this to the list, add this to the list, and then I'll like never get to the list for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. it's uh, The watch list is getting pretty big. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, but this is about basically a young woman played by Caitlin Dever from Booksmart. She is kind of like living alone in a house. Her This is in the very beginning, but like she's her mom has died recently. And so she's like kind of in grief. She goes back to the house that she grew up in. And then uh, suddenly there's a lot of alien invasion stuff go- happening <laughs> to her and her surrounding environment. And it's like classic, like gray, like gray's alien, like, you know, like the big head. I don't know, like what you expect, like Area 51. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, people being abducted and everything. So there's just a lot of that going on. It's, it's you know, it's a, a much bigger metaphor than just like aliens are attacking. Like she can't really speak because she feels like deep guilt over her like things she's done in her past. It's very becomes kind of like without it being expressed in the movie like directly it is kind of like a a religious parable in some ways kind of has to do with some catholicism and stuff too so there you go connery yeah we love that (laughs) but it's also just some fun like gray aliens when there's different varieties and one of them is on big spindly legs and just goes "Ah!" every once in a while (laughs) so i feel like connery especially you'll like that one good <laughs> oh, nice i do love some alien movies yeah it reminded me of signs i think the closest thing in like recent memory i mean that was like 15 years ago but um just in terms of being in like a house and there's you know you're kind of isolated i i, I mean they're, they're different movies as well but both of them have things to say that aren't directly with to do with like aliens which i mean while watching this i was like oh yeah i mean that's what it should do because i think movies should kind of mean something more than just like face value stuff but at the same Mm -hmm. time like i've always had this like lifelong thing basically uh maybe because i used to have a lot of dreams about aliens and like eat like as a kid like et scared me a lot (laughs) um (laughs) i always wanted like like uh any alien movie to like have a meaning of like oh so there are aliens or something which is like really stupid in hindsight but mostly just like a kid telling some secret truth yeah like contact at the like i was bummed by the end of contact even though it's like very like emotionally fulfilling Mm -hmm. because i'm just like where's the where's the alien or whatever but (laughs) where's the creature yeah so i mean yeah it's just fun for its designs and it's it's i'm not gonna say it's disposable is definitely the wrong word i think it's definitely like it's it's 
it's good it's worth watching I, I think it's pretty easy to like to watch for sure awesome you can just sit down and throw it on but yeah that's a uh, no one will save you on hulu yeah connor how about you go next sure uh i have a movie to talk about for once <gasps> in my life on this show <laughs> not, <laughs> not Baldur's gate three you don't not watch Baldur's three <laughs> not not armor's court not armor course six <laughs> but uh i watched a uh, haunting in venice uh the other day Ooh. with karen wow and I I really really liked it. It was it was kind of this perfect mixture of a uh, mystery and like spooky ghosts. You you to aliens is me to ghosts. So I like that the movie plays on it being like, oh no, ghosts aren't real. It's all explainable. Like he's a really good detective and he'll figure it out. And like he's starting to hallucinate and maybe like you know there are ghosts. Maybe there aren't ghosts. And then by the end you're kind of left with this like they're probably ghosts. <laughs> so you they could be real basically. Yeah, they, they could be. It kind of plays with that the entire time. But I really fell in love with it because they have these beautiful static shots of like Venice at night. And it yeah. just looks so cool. Does uh, Do any of the ghosts have a giant mustache? Uh, no ghosts have a giant mustache, but he has a quadruple wingspan mustache. So I think <laughs> like it's, it's very even powerful. bigger this time? Well, I, it does like the flip at the end, then it does a flip in the middle. So I call that a, like a biplane mustache. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, the third... Hercule Poirot movie that uh, um, Kenneth Branagh has done. I think this is one's really good. I haven't seen the other two, but this one feels like his best one to me, at least. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching. Um, That's such a stupid sentence I just said. <laughs> I haven't seen the other two, but this one feels like his best one. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's that's what I feel like. Both of us say stuff like that all the time on this podcast, and that's why we're right. we're the best. I'm just glad I got that. <laughs> We're the best critics, uh, best analysts of, of cinema. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, I watched Seamless. Murder on the Orient Express on a plane, not on a train. Um, and I remember that being f- like, oh, that was entertaining enough. You know, the train, yeah. plane movie. Yeah. <laughs> train, plane move, train movie on a plane. <laughs> I never saw a death, death on the Nile. I heard mixed things. Um, I do want to yeah. watch those at some point, and maybe if he makes like four or five of them, we'll cover it on this podcast. I was saying, we can't cover the trilogy right now. It's so fun. Right now, yeah. Right now, let's go. Definitely okay, now. It's a little better than the murder on the Orient, in my opinion. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, we uh, we're not doing Evil Dead anymore today. We're gonna do. <laughs> we're, we're gonna start with Death on the Nile, then we'll go back and do the first one. <laughs> we're doing the Machete Order of Hu- of Hu- Hercule Pablo. <laughs> Isn't there a whole origin story, Jose, about his mustache in in the second one? Honestly, it's a pretty forgettable movie. I just mentioned <laughs> that I saw it. Why were you Why were you batting for it so hard? I was saying it's better than the Murder on the Orient Express. That's that's all I. <laughs> I don't remember that movie at all. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I, it could be. You know, I gave it three and a half out of five on Letterboxd. That's pretty good. Take with that what you uh, will. Yeah, that's good. I feel like that's a that's a fun movie. That's like that's like would watch again if had to. Yeah, it's like another plane movie. If yes. had to, I don't know if had to. I'd, I'd for sure try to find something else, <laughs> even on a plane. I've watched some pretty bad stuff on a plane and been like, "This is fun," just because I ha- I'm stuck in the air and I'm oh, like, it's yeah. the altitude sickness. It messes with your brain. Yeah, all that Liam Neeson movie nonstop on a plane. <laughs> oh my god, it was so good. Wait, can they wait? Did, was that on the plane or did you like have it downloaded? Uh, no, it wasn't on the plane. I like 
downloaded it. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, plane movies <laughs> on planes, they, they, like, never have anything going on on a plane in the movies on the plane. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> to I not didn't freak think people of that. out. Yeah. No, that's really such, like, an old 9-11 holdover thing that hasn't, got, hasn't gone away yet. <laughs> I yeah, guess pretty, so. Pretty much. It was, it was cool, though. But, yeah, they didn't provide the the plane crashing movie on the plane. <laughs> final destination uh i saw triple x the return of xander cage on a plane and i thought it was like the best movie i've ever seen so yeah then you made me watch it with you and i was and we were like this is awful <laughs> we'll cover it one day <laughs> yeah one day you gotta do the expendables first <laughs> when i get my soul back we'll cover that one yeah um okay so a uh, haunting in venice i know that you've told me that karen it, it doesn't generally love like horror movies like straight up horror movies so it's like a pretty yeah. good like light light spooking you would say or yeah what? exactly it's it's very light spooking it's that victorian like oh how spooky sense and i think she liked it so much because it, it really leans on the mystery more so than like there are ghosts like the ghosts are very like background which is where i honestly like ghosts the most i like the ghosts with the most <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I, I like them to be in the back most of the time where you they kind of present themselves to the plot but like they're never like central to it per se like there's a curse and stuff and everyone talks about that but the times you see a ghost quote unquote it's really really questionable whether you're seeing a ghost or not um that's cool yeah like i mean you've seen personal shopper right connery I actually haven't. Everyone told me I should okay. watch that one. I think you and her would like that movie a lot um, just yeah. because it's pretty spooky, but it's not ever scary. It's more so just really eerie. Nice. Solid. I'll put that on the list then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Haunting in Venice. Uh, did you watch it on Max? Uh, we watched it at the IPIC in uh, Pasadena. Oh, right. It's still it's, it's in theater stuff. Um, yeah. I don't know why. I just always assume those movies immediately go. Like, that's pretty <laughs> shitty of me. But like, I guess I'm just thinking of pandemic times when when uh, <laughs> I feel like they had Death on the Nile come out like immediately yeah. to max. Jose, Tyler, have you guys done the IPIC thing before? No. No, I have not. Oh, it's super cool. Like, take a date there. It's really, really nice. Like, they got the gourmet like movie food. Like, I didn't get sick off it at all when I ate it. <laughs> Gourmet movie theater. You get sick every other time you eat. <laughs> what do you eat at the movie theater? Yeah. Like, what's your go-to? I'm eating things stop... off the ground, Jose. Yeah, you, you got to stop, stop eating those gummy clusters off the ground. Jose, <laughs> <laughs> when one time we were at the movies, I got the the new like nerds like cluster things, you know. Okay. And Tyler tried when he was like, "This tastes like floor." <laughs> this is the texture of the movie theater floor I was like, yeah so every time i eat it that's all i think about that i'm just eating movie theater floor yeah can you still eat it yeah of course why wouldn't i <laughs> he's committed um, yeah i'm gonna do it he loves nerds gummy clusters loves nerds rope um, love nerds rope i i just totally forgot that connery was really sick like two days ago and i'm like hey do this podcast <laughs> My throat's just no. I, I did this throat voice to myself. Where like I felt better yesterday, like really better, and then I like moved all the furniture around in my den, and then went to D and D and did a scary ghoul voice the entire time. And now I come back home and I'm like, oh, my voice is shot. I wonder why. So now you are a ghoul. You're a dead. Now I am a ghoul. Now I'm the Fallout boy. Yeah. Wait, what? A fallout boy? Yeah, from the ghouls from Fallout. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. Jose, what's new with you? 
Oh, um, what new media mainly? Yeah, all I do is watch movies. Good. Um, but I think Tyler was follows my letterbox. It's pretty random. Yeah, I do. Like it's <laughs> it's uh like I just saw the valet, the Lego movie. And the intern are the past three movies. I've seen. <laughs> Ooh, the intern! Wow. Let's talk about the intern. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude, actually, that one. <laughs> it was very heartwarming. Like, I love Robert De Niro. Yeah, it's like uh. old man era or persona. <laughs> like, honestly, it wasn't like the best movie, but it was like right. you know, it's Robert De Niro, like being compassionate. Like, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. How is Anne Hathaway? Uh, uh, she's doing Anne Hathaway things, just being mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway. I like that's it all I could say, um, but that's really it. Um, She's the head of the company. He's Robert De Niro is the intern because he's like retired, <laughs> and I don't know, did his wife die or something? So he's looking for something oh, to do. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, I guess I didn't get too much background, but that's pretty much the gist of it. And he just like you know helps Anne Hathaway, the boss of the company, realize the better or the finer things in life, and to calm down and enjoy life and take it slow um so it's pretty nice heart attack yeah Yeah. nancy myers yeah or i saw barbarian in this korean war movie i'm really into war movies that's kind of what got me into movies when i was like nine years old my dad showed me saving private ryan i like you know made the addiction real right there yeah (laughs) um so it's called taiguki the brotherhood of war it's a korean war movie all in korea and it's i don't know where you can watch it honestly besides like one two three movies but it's one of my favorites um and then i did recently watch the bear on hulu um oh how recently probably like a couple months ago yeah it's amazing i don't know if you guys have seen it but like i it's my my favorite show now like second to breaking bad um but i'm actually re-watching it with my girlfriend right now that's because she kind of knows how much i liked it so she's kind of wanted to start it too Oh, that's nice of her. Yeah, have you guys seen the bear? No, I haven't. I haven't seen the bear yet. No, but I just know everyone I know who has seen it has highly recommended it. Oh yeah. yeah, it's it's great. Same. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet either. Um, I heard yeah, both seasons are are great, and hopefully, <laughs> I haven't even seen it. And I was about to be like, hopefully they make a third season. And I'm like, but <laughs> it seems like people enjoy it. Of those movies that you mentioned, uh, this is not one of them, but I do need to know your opinion on Benny Safdie's performance in Oppenheimer because I know you saw that. <laughs> oh um, dude killed it honestly (laughs) i i think he's so underrated yeah he's the best part he's literally the best part like i didn't believe anyone else's accent or really anything (laughs) until him and i was like wow this is what this guy was made for acting i don't know why he's making movies (laughs) until they build a bigger bomb yeah i was like wow he couldn't have said that better (laughs) <laughs> and that meme there's i forgot what meme it was but it was some version of that and i was like hilarious and i was like you know what i have to send this to tyler and arthur because there's the only people that are friends with me that i would think that would think this is funny yeah <laughs> but, um, that's a special no, friendship really right good. there <laughs> <laughs> yeah hopefully tyler sends you connery all the stuff i sent him and hopefully you think it's funny yeah, I'll trickle it, it. I'll trickle it down. Yeah. Yeah, like, give me give me some of that drip feed. I'm oh, the, that. 
<laughs> the, the one I sent you was like seven hour goon session of Paul Giamatti. <laughs> like a, a bid. It was like 43 bids. So yeah, I, like, I would pay. I would send my whole bank account to hang out with Paul Giamatti for seven hours. It's like just the most unflattering picture of him, too. Like, does not, he even, a... like, not even a cool, like, uh, oh, I that old movie where he turns blue, Big Fat Liar. Yeah. Yeah, not even a cool pick like that. It's just old Paul Giamatti. Yeah. I hope he has a, a parrot on his shoulder. He's drinking wine. He's uh we're doing all these things with Paul Giamatti for seven hours. <laughs> Great. But yeah, I, I did actually really like Oppenheimer though. Is I went with a bunch of friends because I was like, you know what? They wanted to see it and I was like, we gotta see it in IMAX 70 millimeter. And they're like, what's that? And I had to explain it to them. And I'm like, just trust me, like pay the extra. 10 20 dollars yeah and we'll drive 30 minutes farther than we need to be. <laughs> we'll all go see it at 10 a.m on a saturday yeah the only Whoa. available screening yeah, yeah the only available seating and they're like all right and most of them liked it you know it was a little slow and long for mm -hmm. a lot of people it was almost like two movies in one you get the bomb making and then you're like oh movie's over and then you you get a whole another lawyer movie for another hour and a half yeah but um i like the lawyer movie <laughs> yeah i mean i thought it was great i was like wow this is amazing and i'm like everyone looking at everyone next to me and they're like yeah it's a good movie. <laughs> it's a good movie man <laughs> well that's cool that you're the friend that's like you guys we gotta do this and you point at them and make <laughs> and, <laughs> and explain make why we have to see it in imax 70 millimeter yeah i mean people don't like appreciate i guess people that you know i'm friends with oh a lot of people i feel like in general don't you know, this is very like this is very mm -hmm. niche. Yeah, uh, it is. I feel like we all we forget that because like we're so like in that group of people and like yeah. friends that we just discount that. Like, oh, everyone does this, or it's not a big deal. And then you tell people stuff like that, like, what are you talking about? And it's like, oh, okay, wow, all right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you haven't seen Taiguki, the Brotherhood of War? <laughs> oh yeah, I, I tell people that. I'm like, oh my god, you gotta see it. My girlfriend actually just makes jokes all the time because she's like. Taiguki? Well, no, 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 Korean War, not oh. very hilarious, <laughs> but just I watched so many foreign films, like, and then even my old roommates, they would just make a joke like, oh, wow, I'd always just ask Jose what he's watching. And it's some, you know, foreign film where like they make fun of me, like, oh, you watch this black and white obscure yeah. art piece and it's like makes no sense. But you think it's like amazing. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a, a lot of uh, jokes like that. But I mean. Yeah, you sometimes have to remember it's a very niche, like really, really liking movies. Like I feel like most people like movies, just sort of the escapism of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the kind of fast action, wow, keep your eyes open type feel. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's, you know, to me it's a uh, other different reasons too. And those people that feel the same it's very niche yeah and Absolutely. there's there's worth in both for sure because like mm -hmm. us just covering resident evils i was like yeah they're like what are these movies about <laughs> like what is what are these movies trying to say and it's just like oh i it mean for? it's saying to go to the movies and watch them be uh running from zombies and shooting <laughs> zombies that's what this movie is for oh yes right that's what the message is like oh, yeah. I was just overanalyzing the movie, you know. Yeah, yeah, I have to remember that a lot too. It's past couple of years, especially living with my older mates. I just kind of realized, like, oh, people just like different movies. It's like not the biggest deal, like, <laughs> you know. But if they dislike my movies, they're wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> and that's always <laughs> the true. Perfect attitude. Yeah. <laughs> you mean, know, like, 
even uh, uh sorry to interrupt you Tyler, oh, no, okay. i was okay. just say even like me and you and jacob just people that i'm friends with on letterboxd like have different movies well i'll say one thing you like one of your favorite movies i don't know if it's still up on your top four was the bum or beach bum <laughs> oh yeah yeah i don't think it is anymore <laughs> but i, I, I really age. enjoyed that movie <laughs> yeah i'm just uh not the biggest fan but i saw that and i was like wow <laughs> I mean, now I you tell, now you tell Jose what movie you like that he likes that you don't like. <laughs> All right, I'm looking at oh, yeah. your top four right now. One, <laughs> this you podcast can't... is just us going on each other's letterbox. Oh, yeah, just go to my like just top rated movies and just yeah. go off. Just go off. Go off. <laughs> You're the beach bum is my the big short. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, how can he not like Ryan Gosling? With this black hair. <laughs> and Christian Bale playing drums, like, yeah. really weirdly. <laughs> There's Margot actually... Robbie explaining finances. Yeah, I just learned so much from that movie, you know. <laughs> I, I learned a lot about the be- from the beach bum, like, how to live my life. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I feel He's like I should watch now. it again. Maybe I was just not 100% focused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have, to, you have to pay more attention to the intricacies of uh, Matthew McConaughey smoking a big blunt with with Snoop Dogg and stuff, yeah. Yeah, I guess it the movie meaning. I watched recently that was kind of, I guess, not that popular was You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah, the Adam Sandler movie. Oh, I heard that was good. Oh, yeah. Like, I actually liked it. Me and my girlfriend thought it was hilarious, but, you know, it's just a Netflix Adam Sandler movie, so you kind of go in with pretty low expectation. Yeah, but hey, uh, despite what... Jacob Padilla says, I think Hubie Halloween is great, and I watch it every year. <laughs> I watch it every year. I want to see what I what I got. What I gave Hubie Halloween. <laughs> this, whole, <laughs> this, whole, oh, this is more important, actually, than, than talking about Sam Raimi's The Evil Dead, is looking at Hubie Halloween scores. Uh, I'll refrain from comment. I actually gave it the same rating as Jacob. <laughs> oh, what's the rating? Uh, here, two and a half. Two and a half? <laughs> I get four stars. Four day, hey, man. Reach their own. It is some low stakes holiday fun, as you put it. <laughs> Basically, yeah, that, is, that is exactly what I said. Uh, this is so, I'm, I'm reading your comment. I, I, know, I, know. I didn't so, guess. I it's, didn't just, guess. it's just weird interfacing this way, like. <laughs> You're just literally reading a page that each other wrote back and forth. He's literally confronting you with your own reviews. <laughs> Look at this. Scrooge. Everyone else that I follow gave it like three stars or less. So I'll, I'll uh Hey, you know what other hot take? Little Nikki also rules. I agree. Little Nikki. I honestly don't know if I ever saw that. Oh, Adam Sandler plays the son of Satan. Yeah, I know what it is. There's, there's a lot of movies where I just know what it is and it's just I didn't don't see it or yeah uh, i'll be like oh wow i could watch this or i could watch a better movie that i think you know well you know it is on the watch list as of (laughs) one second ago good it's on a different kind of watch list for you it's on a watch list list. maybe (laughs) well you know what should be in everyone's watch list for all the best reasons uh this spooky season is sam raimi's the evil dead yes 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 definitely Join us. Join us. Join us. You know, all those, uh, all the Deadite sounds are either Sam Raimi or Bruce Campbell. Oh, I didn't really? know that. That's so funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. Makes Dude, them the, even weirder. The audio is so crazy in this movie. It's 
it like makes the whole movie, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's really yeah, cool. It's, uh, honestly, I, I like, especially if you're saying he did all that. I mean, he's a very creative guy. <laughs> but the sounds are weird, just as weird as everything else in the movie. Yeah, very weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Jose, your letterbox with this. I don't have it in front of me. I remember you said <laughs> uh, Sam Raimi is a totally normal 23-year-old when he made this movie or something, right? <laughs> uh, I got to read it. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that review. Yeah, it's good. Honestly, it was Sam Raimi was definitely a very normal and not weird 22-year-old when he made this. Definitely not strange at all. <laughs> I mean, it speaks for itself. It's like to make this got to be kind of, you know, strange in the head at 22 years old. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he's like super young and just watching this last <laughs> night. Wait, what, Connery? I said he's definitely was thinking about flesh a lot. Yeah. 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 There's some, a lot of weird moments. There's like just the gruesomeness, the blood. And then there's that scene with that girl. I was just rewatching that where the girl's like in the woods getting a trap trapped by like the branches yeah and, like, that's yeah. like right. what was ripping off i'm like it's necessary man like <laughs> no i was like this is i feel like this is really extreme yeah yeah we'll come back to that uh yeah. in, in, a, in a little <laughs> yeah, while um definitely something that we do that we should discuss i guess <laughs> yeah before we go further into the movie we should talk about like uh this is the first episode in this franchise for the pod so we should talk about our individual experiences with the franchise. Connery, what mm. let's let's start with you, Connery. I have seen the first Evil Dead, so this one before. And I then I never watched Evil Dead 2 or uh, the other or pretty much any of the other ones in the spin-off movies either. But I I liked it. I thought it was cool and I think it's crazy and I like all the over the top like monster people in it. So there's that. Love it. And I got I became a really big fan of it through like the TV show that was out for a little while. Like I really enjoyed that for some reason. Oh, Ash versus, versus the Evil Dead. Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah. Like I don't know why I liked it so much. Like it was so like hokey and dumb, but like I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I but mean yeah. that was the energy for sure. And like the farther you get into this, like the original trilogy of this, the more like goofy and Bruce Campbelly it gets, for sure. Yeah. Uh where but, did you know. see this for the first time? Do you remember? I have like a vivid like memory of seeing this at my grandma's at some point <laughs> i don't know why i'd be watching it at, at their house but i feel like i saw it at their house at one point on vhs or dvd Pro probably on vhs you know what? maybe my uncle john showed it to me and he was like we're watching evil dead and i was like wow this is really really up the really <laughs> wild <laughs> you're gonna grow up right now kid pretty much like look at all the flesh <laughs> melt off and i'm like yeah okay they really didn't phase me much as a child this is probably why i am the way i am now well, maybe you just already are that way if it didn't yeah, phase yeah. you. <laughs> I already have a deadite in my head. <laughs> I don't know. That's my history. Tyler, what's yours? Yeah. Um, so this was definitely another like seminal movie for me. Like I feel like several times on this podcast I brought up that like my one, my sister used to work at a video store when I was in high school, and two, I used to rent videos from there all the time like especially like junior senior year of high school i feel like is when i was really getting into movies in general mm -hmm. for like the longest time i thought i was gonna be like a drummer or something and i was like no i do not want to do this my whole life <laughs> <laughs> um so instead i've been at home all year because of the strikes <laughs> but um no this was i i feel like i rented this and i watched it i 
yeah, I rent. I watched this on my own. It's just another movie that I was like semi try to hide from my parents that I rented because it's just really graphic, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember like when on our Predator Two episode, I mentioned that I, I rented that when I was like fifteen, and then like the crazy like sex scene in the beginning that like now it seems like really silly. Um, <laughs> at the time, I got in huge trouble for watching Predator Two because of that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, was, this is one of the early movies I tried to like sneak in to watch on my old VHS slash DVD tube TV. And I feel like I've seen it like four or five times. But yeah, I, I watching it this time, I definitely had like some different feelings than I did when I first watched this. But this was like really inspiring to me uh, at that time. And yeah, we'll talk about that more too. But yeah, it's just wild that he's so young and made this movie. <laughs> but uh, Jose, what about you? Um, yeah, uh, well, one little quick segue. Uh I didn't know you. your sister worked at a video store. That's pretty cool. And uh, you should watch I Like Movies by Chandler Levick. It's about some kid who works at a video store just so he can rent movies. Okay. It's pretty, That's... pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Evil Dead, I actually put off watching this movie for like a long, long time. Like um, I started it maybe like three or four times. And then, you know, it was just something that, watch while i would eat and then i just eat too fast and just would forget that i'm watching it uh, <laughs> what the evil dead <laughs> yeah i would just be like oh i'll throw it on while i eat my lunch or something and then i would just Very forget brave. about watching it but um i did see army of darkness actually first uh maybe like four five years ago um and i thought that was great um but yeah then after that i was like i'll, I'll watch the evil dead i'll watch the other ones and then i just put it off but when i did finally watch it I really liked it and you know um i just really appreciate sam raimi like for being so creative so young like yeah i personally think it's amazing like even though the movie is like a little over the top and kind of you know or very weird i'm probably going to keep using that word weird because <laughs> it is um in, in a lot of places but i just kind of looking beyond that and saying like wow this guy did this at such a young age like it's great in that sense, you know. Um, but overall, yeah, I, I really did like it, you know. Um, I still got to or have to watch Evil Dead 2 and uh, all the other ones, even like the, I don't know if they're spinoffs or continuations, like the new ones. Uh, Evil Dead 2013 is a remake. Oh, okay. And then Evil Dead Rise is just like related. It's not even real. I don't think there's anything re- connecting it to the 2013 one even. There's just some kind of like homage stuff uh, for the rest of the franchise, but it's kind of like a standalone also. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll still try to watch this. I mean, it'll go, like I said, in the watch list of, you know, how big the watch list gets sometimes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well yeah, like the energy is totally different too from like Army of Darkness. It goes back to being more scary and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I remember I forgot to mention like the rest of the other movies and in, in this franchise that I've seen, but like, yeah, I've seen this one the most uh evil dead 2 i think i've only seen once and for like a long time i was like oh the first one's like actually a lot better because it's like more <laughs> serious and like mm-hmm. i was just like wow and like it's just scarier and i'm like yeah i mean some of that i could see why i thought that but then other ways i'm just like no i mean there's definitely some like this is definitely like some low budget stuff happening here yeah. you know which is charming yeah. and then other times it's like no i'm pretty sure the second one's got to be better right like <laughs> seen army of darkness like once i haven't seen the evil dead 2013 remake and i saw evil dead rise in theaters so yeah yes. i don't know it's just always been around to be gross and fun to be gross. yeah but, it's, uh, it's pretty gross i'm not usually a big fan of that 
That's just pretty artfully gross to me. Like it's so like disgusting that it's kind of pretty sometimes. <laughs> uh, explain. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, like, look how putrid and disgusting they are. I feel like I'm talking like Warhammer, like, yeah, talk with like the putrid knights or whatever. But like, it's just like so much work goes into making that disgusting. Connery's begun his uh, necromancer era. I, I get what literally. you mean. I get what you mean. Like that's what I was saying. Where I like. Even down to the effects, like, I really appreciate it. It's, like, over the top. But I'm like, wow, like, he was able to do this, like, the whole process, you know. Yeah. Like, that stop feels... motion parts of it. Yeah. I'm sure he didn't know how to, I don't know. The yeah, all the stop motion stuff. I'm like, I still don't know how he did that. And especially, like, editing back then. Before, yeah. oh, like, I don't yeah. think he had any kind of, like, linear editing software or anything it's... at that point. It's just like, how do you even put that in the movie? Like, you know, I don't know. And that's why it's so just, like disgusting and artistic and beautiful at the same time like it was such a surreal experience me watching it this morning and being like this is so disgusting but like i'm not looking away and this is really really like well done <laughs> yeah I, I agree i don't know if the word beautiful would be correctly it's used but art <laughs> artistic would be great yeah. when the claws burst out it's beautiful yeah <laughs> Honestly, like, I guess it's kind of a roundabout way, but because um, it's not like this movie got me into Peter Jackson's early movies because I, I was just really I loved Lord of the Rings like so many people when those came out and still do. Mm -hmm. But um, that's the other director I can really think of. That's just like as gross and splattery as yeah. as especially this movie. But that came out like five years later. Uh, Dead Taste was Peter Jackson's first movie. So like, it's just wild to think this came out like two years after Alien. I don't know. Just like, I, I they're not totally related, but it's just strange to think about how that's like around the same time. Like they're two different animals, but like they're kind of in this, in the cultural zeitgeist of each other. Yeah. I think more so culturally, but then like Alien like feels very like polished and like I don't know. It just feels like so out of time. And then this definitely feels like the beginning of like 80s horror in yes. a way that goes way harder than most other 80s horror movies ever have. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like they're ones at the beginning of a genre and the other ones like the height of a genre. I don't I don't even know how to describe it because really, like the Evil Dead's like pretty early on in terms of, like 80s horror. I mean, obviously yeah. just from like timeline, but just like in style and stuff, too, in terms of, like vis visceral like violence and stuff. But mm -hmm. It also like just is like okay, it kind of like leaves the rest of the decade to be like okay like here make make something as like great as this and I don't know if anybody has I know like for any like actual horror movie like horror heads listening I'm sure that's like hyperbolic but just like yeah, for me screaming. as like someone who's like casually into horror it just I don't know when I think of like 80s horror movie I just think of the Evil Dead yeah yeah honestly same I'm not a big horror fan um, I just never have been. I mean, I do like this movie, so like you, I can't really speak on like this being the best or the worst, but it's like the probably the best to me, especially in like 80s, like the amount of stuff that he was able to do and what it's like 42 years ago now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's wait. That's so <laughs> it's so weird to think about. Yeah. Like it's going to be, you know, really quickly being what, half a century old. <laughs> because he was so young. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. I was like looking at this and like Joe Dante's like piranha and stuff. And it's like, oh, they're like 
around the same age, but Piranha came out. Well, no, 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 no. Sorry. Joe Dante is like 10 years older when he made Piranha. But it's like, oh, wait, no, that's like a normal person thing to direct a movie at like 30 something. And then I'm also like, I'm 30. And I'm like, <laughs> just, I just had a lot of weird feelings while watching uh, The Evil Dead, basically. I mean, where do we even where do you even start with this movie? Basically, like like what you like best. Like I would say my favorite thing is you really wants you to focus on the gore and kind of the amount of effort he put into the effects yeah i i really appreciate that like that was my favorite aspect yeah it's just yeah i I would think that's definitely more important than any kind of dialogue any kind of like characterization of people as a normal slasher goes you know i mean this is not a normal slasher but it (laughs) kind of starts off with people getting picked off you know in in that kind of way but you don't really know what anybody is like what their characters are there's bruce campbell who like becomes the main character he doesn't really feel like that in the beginning which is kind of cool how it it peels off that way uh yeah you feel like the other guy who like looks a lot like harrison ford in my opinion (laughs) (laughs) like 70s harrison ford uh what was his name again was it sam or steve uh i don't know (laughs) i don't know either (laughs) feels like it was either I love bringing up more questions yeah. that I'm like get insecure about because I don't know them. <laughs> oh my god, it's just like idiot questions that, that stumps the experts. It's yeah, Scott. Scott, yeah, I was just Scott. Scott. Scott, Cheryl, Linda. You're wrong either way, Connery. <laughs> I always lose. <laughs> um. So yeah, he like doesn't care about really characters or. <laughs> story i mean honestly this there is like a through story and everything but just like the main thing i think you really cared about is just really grossing people out yeah yep i think even more so this movie's just so compelled by him wanting to like make his friends suffer as much as possible <laughs> like i said totally normal and not weird 22 year old yeah. like, it really just a regular it really, guy you know <laughs> it really is something like that isn't it where it's like these are all probably just like people he knows and his friends and it's just like everyone go fucking ballistic in the woods well especially bruce campbell like they grew up together and shot like super eight films together uh-huh. him and sam Raimi, bruce campbell and like sam Raimi's brother ted um like they would make movies together and they were like oh yeah bruce should be the actor in these because he's the one that girls look at or whatever <laughs> yeah so much of this movie is just <laughs> it's just throwing heaps and heaps of like blood on bruce campbell and like guts and weird barf and stuff that last part is so upsetting we just getting like sprayed over and over i was like oh my god and he's just like oh i just feel like if i was at that point in my horrific night i just would have no expression on my face and i got like blasted again just like yeah i know keep doing it you're disgusting yeah, it's it's like the uh, moment in Austin Powers, Connery, when he keeps peeing and then stopping, except it's, it's so blood. Funny. <laughs> except he's pissing blood. Would you rather be peed on or have blood poured on you? Ah, <laughs> There's fuck. been way too much pee talk on this podcast lately. Um, you got to oh answer it. That's a really that's a really good question, Connery. Like I can't answer it. Am I not allowed to answer? No, it? I said you got to you got to answer it. Have you answered yet? No. I'll, I'll answer okay. after. Uh, I think... Fuck. Where where am I getting pee dunked on <laughs> or blood dunked on? Just imagine uh, Campbell in the movie, but just that's pee. Is it real blood? Ooh, 
Yeah, real blood. Oh, Deadite fuck. blood. <laughs> oh, Deadite blood? I don't real know what's Deadite in that. Blood. Deadite blood or the Mariner pee from <laughs> Waterworld? <laughs> the Mariner. You know what? I'm going to go with Mariner P. I'll just get a tetanus shot oh or something. Better than Deadite blood? What are you talking about? I don't know. I just feel any blood <laughs> would be better than being peed on. <laughs> what? <laughs> Tell that to President Trump. I was like, there are plenty of people who pay a mighty high price for that. <laughs> he can't sue me. He's already in court for 1,200 different things. Ah! So my answer was blood, or my answer was piss. Jose's answer was blood. What's yours, Tyler? Um, a little column A, little column B. <laughs> you can't have a sprinkly of both. You have to pick yeah, one. Can't say, I'd rather get, I'd rather get both on. I actually can't choose option C. It's the two uh, percent milk that comes out of the deadites. <laughs> Fuck you, A or B. Pick one. Uh, B is for blood. Oh man. Uh. Mm, <laughs> I guess, man. I... <laughs> we all made this choice. You have to too. I don't know I... why it's taking you so long. You want to be peed on? <laughs> Look, you're paying me by the minute here. <laughs> why what is it so want? hard for you to choose? <laughs> I guess A. Okay, I guess A. Oh man, <laughs> the, the, the not blood option. Because uh, I don't know. Doesn't it like? Uh... <laughs> Doesn't it like, uh, I don't know, never mind. <laughs> Is there something about peeing on wounds or something that's supposed to help or something? Oh it's a jellyfish and that's a fake. Yeah. Oh, right. That's what it is. <laughs> it's jellyfish. Not even close. <laughs> right. Oh, I know God. what kind of videos you watch now, Connery. <laughs> I watch all the top five debunk piss videos. <laughs> How to get a jellyfish from not hurting you. <laughs> Don't piss on it. Uh, okay, well. Nice well, that, was just, that was a really intense sidetrack. <laughs> yeah. You can cut the past two minutes out if you want. To. No, <laughs> no I, want, I want this kept in so bad it's fucking gold. Yeah, it's the best part of the episode so far. It has nothing to do with Evil Dead. <laughs> I, I want to talk about the beauty of the Gorn. <laughs> oh, I was just say like there's another like he really obviously we've said he focuses on the gore a lot, but you could like just really tell like there's just scenes where he's just zoomed in close, no people yeah. in frame, just body parts and like everything yeah, he disintegrating. Wants to gross I'm you like, out. yeah, he really wants you to focus on it, like not an understatement. Like when the pencil gets like stabbed in the heel. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they even like break it off in the most aggressive way possible. Like it's just oh. That's one of the shots that was like banned. That was cut out of like the VHS originally. Um, oh right. In the UK, like the video nasties era, like they banned <laughs> the Evil Dead for being too gross. Whoa. Oh. Because it was like immoral or something. <laughs> um. <laughs> This movie was shot for $350,000, which I feel like is a lot still. Like, can you imagine having that much to make a movie right now? Like, that's pretty... They need all those special effects. Yeah. I I believe it. Um, Some trivia is that, yeah, it was shot for that amount. And then Spider-Man 3 that Sam Raimi did like 30 years later was $350 million budget. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wow. He really ascended, huh? Yeah. That's awesome. But so much of this movie is just, yeah, it's basically just Sam Raimi beating up Bruce Campbell the whole time. 
do you know if anyone in the movie was based on real people or like he just you know didn't like uh camel that much in real life i don't think so i think he just always does that to because they're like lifelong friends you know like bruce campbell uh, just yeah. had a cameo in like doctor strange 2 that came out <laughs> last year yeah i don't know he's just always bullying bruce campbell for some reason um apparently bruce campbell twisted his ankle while running down a steep hill during this movie and um Sam Raimi and producer Rob Taper decided to tease him by poking his injury with sticks, thus causing Campbell to have an obvious limp in some scenes. <laughs> so after he twisted his ankle, they just kept poking him in the ankle. That's He's still so a very mean. normal, not weird guy, I guess. Yeah. Normal, not weird. <laughs> Exasperate your friend's injury. Normal. Yeah, it's the whole transition, I guess, he's done from being or his younger like films to you know doing spider-man which is like one of my favorite trilogies then yeah. to multiverse of madness and like he's kind of grown up a lot but also like kind of kept some elements of gore that he you know had an evil dead and even into the newer ones like i don't know if you guys saw multiverse of madness but yeah i thought did, there was yeah. some like kind of gross parts you know where i don't even know what dr strange turns into like some demon or what flying thing that's dead yeah that's that's, that's like one of my favorite that's oh yeah we love zombie part. doctor strange yeah that's my favorite part of that movie and one of my favorite marvel things <laughs> since the mcu started <laughs> is just crazy sam raimi doctor strange zombie man a lot of people didn't like that movie i really don't understand that yeah well i feel like nobody likes any of the 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 phase four movies but yeah which i understand for some of them for sure then other ones i'm like uh, are people just lumping this in with the other ones yeah I will keep my comment to myself. We all know Quantumania <laughs> is the best film ever made. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, wow. you're saying, like, from this to Spider-Man, like, I'd love to cover Darkman on this podcast at some point. Oh, I think the, yeah. the sequels are straight to video, but Darkman is, like, a great in-between because it's gory and gross, and he's, like, a nasty monster man, and then, but he's also <laughs> an, a superhero, kind of yeah and then you go to spider-man who's just very much a normal man except he also has some horrible bio issues like <laughs> shooting webs out of his arms and stuff horrible bio issues <laughs> he has spider spider powers not horrible bio issues yeah. <laughs> i mean depends on how you look at it i guess <laughs> i guess literally I do. Okay, we're talking about the intern in your What's New, Jose. Uh, I mean, it's not the exact same vibes, but like the first 15 minutes of this movie, besides like them almost like crashing the car or whatever, I feel like they're like, at least for me, like pretty like just chill. Like I know there's some suspense building, but really until they find the book, they're really just like hanging out in the woods and it feels very like nice at least to me. <laughs> like it's a little creepy for sure. Like yeah, there's there's like a a bench hitting up against the house methodically in a very creepy way and this and the and the wind doesn't sound great. I guess it is a little creepy, but for me for some reason it was pretty like relaxing for some reason. Is that just me? I I mean I feel like that might just be you and if anyone <laughs> thinks the same way, feels the same way, it's kind of concerning. <laughs> But uh, not in a bad way. I, I get what you mean. It's kind of like they're just chilling compared to the rest of the movie. But I feel like there's still some element of suspense with, like, you know, the music, the sound, even when they're just kind of not doing anything before the book. And you kind of understand, I guess. I don't, I don't know if you, I guess if you didn't see it back then, but now you can see, like, you know, 
the covers of movies, you kind of get a glimpse that, oh, it's going to be a horror. So you kind of start on the edge of your seat and are prepped up for it. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention how, like, I, I feel like the poster for this movie is really great, even though it's like barely an image in the, in the movie. I think it really is like an iconic poster. Yeah, oh, really. Yeah. It's, it's for sure iconic. I guess what I'm saying more about the beginning is that they're just on like a road trip to go like all these friends are going to hang out in the forest. And the first scare is actually just kind of funny, <laughs> at least to me, where I mean, it starts with the, you know, the title card with the rippling like title card and everything, which I think is yeah. really cool. And then they're like about to get <clears throat> they might get in a car accident. That's what the old horror pancaked. is. is uh, Yeah. Pancaked by dump truck driver. <laughs> um but it's just they're like where are we and bruce campbell's like that would put us and like he just keeps cutting between right. he's like right it like, takes so long i'm like all right this is like the little intro to how goofy the sequels are gonna be i like that Literally. a lot but it really throws you off too because it's like oh, okay maybe they are just like safe for a little while like i i guess i'm really just thinking the first 15 minutes of this movie because the rest of the movie is just like non-stop like in really intense like gore and screaming and weird sounds you know it's all I mean, like haunted house stuff literally yeah. and then like it gets so ominous when they cross the bridge and it breaks and stuff and then like i really like the porch like the porch swing hitting the house so much yeah it's it feels like a like a 50s horror movie that i can't like place a specific name for or anything but it just feels very like just pure mood just like the yeah. dunk dunk <laughs> Dunk, Dunkachino. Yeah. Dunkachino. You got to do that for like another 20 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. It's very rhythmic and like hypnotic and scary. Yeah. Like, uh, this is a silly analogy for sure, but it does remind me of like, it makes me like the first 15 minutes of this kind of feels like an A24 horror movie for me. Where yes. It's just like building up a lot of atmosphere, <laughs> except A24, like just speaking broadly, like an A24 horror movie yeah. will just like be, be mostly atmosphere throughout the whole thing, you know? Yes. And then cram it's all its attempted scares into 20 minutes. Yeah. So just the fact that like there's any kind of thing like this in the beginning of this was very nice, like very refreshing for me because I always remember this whole movie just being like nonstop, like, ah! Ah! <laughs> which it like mostly is, you know, but at least it gives you like some time to like build up. Yeah. yeah. The demons are all warming up. <laughs> yeah. I go to just saying for sure now. Yeah. Because compared to the rest of the movie, the first 15 minutes is a cakewalk. <laughs> yeah everything there's just constant <laughs> screaming for like an hour after this hey, speaking of a24 safety brothers evil dead remake i think we might need it oh <laughs> is ben is benny <laughs> is, <laughs> is edward teller fighting all the deadites <laughs> yeah or we could just have benny safety that's funny <laughs> until we get a bigger necronomicon <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, oh, that was gonna be my nickname. My nickname was gonna be Necanama Connery. Oh, there you go. Oh, that ah, wasted. You're so wasted, bro. Literally wasted on all that uh, <laughs> Mariner piss. <laughs> I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> um. <laughs> Everything with the, the Necronomicon, like, I know the Book of the Dead is a thing. Like, it's not like Sam Raimi invented that. But it feels like he did. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's really, like, the first movie that I know of and, like, really made that popular, for sure. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, for sure. 
and like the look of it and everything <laughs> yeah and just combining that like it's like an ancient egyptian text originally um like funerary text but like this movie never feels like exploitative in any way mm -hmm. it's really just like pure evil it's not like any kind of stereotypey stuff i feel yeah, like they're not like these egyptian ghosts yeah <laughs> it doesn't over explain itself at all it's just like yeah these things like are zombies but way worse because they're like it's impossible to kill them basically yeah no who's yeah. your favorite deadite who's my favorite deadite um yeah both you guys i like the one that milk comes out of their orifices when they die <laughs> all of them do that the milk oh <laughs> I do. Oh, I like the lady who has like the. She just has like some like white makeup on. She kind of like looks really dead sometimes, and other times she just kind of looks like she has like fun Halloween makeup on. Yeah, the lady in the cellar. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah, that's my favorite too. <laughs> oh, no. I meant, um, I think it's his girlfriend, right? And he has to kill his girlfriend. Oh, Linda. Oh, yeah. yeah Linda's Linda. great. She just, She's has just like, laughing the entire time. Yeah. I just remember this is like another. Like I talked about the crow on some episode a few weeks ago yes. and like how certain visuals of that movie and audio of it just like resonates in my brain where it's like a mm -hmm. word sense memory. Like she's definitely Linda's definitely like a sense memory for me. Like I said that I just her like looking like that and just being like, ah, ah, you know, we're going to get ya. We're yeah. going to get ya. Uh, what about you, Jose? Ooh, um, I can't really remember the name of who it was, but one of the guys was fighting and they like cut the arm off and oh he's still alive yeah eric's girlfriend yeah it's probably eric's girlfriend or scott's girlfriend sorry scott <laughs> one of the girlfriends for sure yeah. it was a girl and he like stabs her in the back or he tries to cut off her arm oh, or something yeah. mm -hmm. and she cuts oh. off the arm and then he has to like stab her in the back and she's still not dead and i think <laughs> yeah what she eats her own hand <laughs> And it has the hand on the sword already. I always yeah. remember that. And then you like pick up the thing with the hand next to the hand. Yeah. It's just all yeah. nasty. So I, I thought that whole scene was great right there. Like, yeah, suspense of it. And then obviously, like you were saying, some of the, the makeups, it's pretty, pretty intense, but also kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's one really of those, wild. it's like it works well enough. It's like really charming in a lot of ways because it's just like so committed, I feel like. Mm -hmm. oh, in yeah. every single aspect of how it's made <laughs> um just even like the opening shot <laughs> sam raimi made bruce campbell push him in a dinghy like a little dinghy boat in the water to show to, as if like the spirits are like floating over the water in that first intro <laughs> shot so oh nice yeah bruce campbell just <laughs> did a lot of stuff on this movie besides from acting that's so cool um oh just talking about the forest scene you know like it's i mean it is a rape scene you know like you literally that's, yeah. that's what it yeah. is uh it's definitely unnecessary for sure and you know you that would definitely not be in a movie i think at all anymore but i feel like even if he was older he probably wouldn't have done it i feel but i, I you know mm -hmm. i'm not him uh like i think we're all like on the same page with that right like it's just a lot and it's it's a lot it's excessive it, yeah, it, it torches uh... that character to an extent where like they didn't deserve that at all Mm -hmm. yeah especially like i feel like if she died it'd have been oh man it's even horrible but then she like lives for a bit so it was like dude why oh, was even kind of like that shouldn't have been in there but like you said even yeah. now like i don't think he would he would do that i feel like there was no point and yeah when i was watching it i was actually watching it earlier today i came on and i was like kind of forgot this was in the movie and it's like super kind of unnecessary especially it's like all this killing or scariness than that and then back to like gore 
Yeah. yeah. And like this movie isn't about anybody deserving it. Like none of these people deserve to die. Like in like that's more of a trope in some other horror movies where it's just like, oh, these dumb teens, like they're really annoying. <laughs> so it's okay if they die. But like these teens are mostly just like they're fine. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they seem very respectable and nice even. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like finding another way to add trauma to the characters and to like make things horrifying, but it's in a way that definitely like, yeah. It, it it doesn't earn it i feel like it's it's too literal and it goes on for a long time showing a lot of it and i think that just makes it like really crass in a way that's like if it was more suggestive maybe it would have been like pulled off better but i i just in general feel like it's it's something that later in his life he wouldn't have done because i always remember like assault on precinct 13 um the john carpenter movie have you guys seen that Ooh, i don't know honestly i feel like you'd like it a lot jose it's his first like real feature film he had this like movie before that that like they made him turn into a feature but um in that movie like spoilers whatever like there's a kid that runs up to an ice cream truck and the guy driving the ice cream truck just like shoots the kid like head on with like a gun and oh i got it i got it with the gun yeah john carpenter's uh said and like later on he's just like yeah if i was older i never would have done that if i <laughs> if i had had kids at that point or something because he's just like yeah like you don't want to just ever that's just too much sometimes just like shoot a kid in a movie like full frontal or whatever like it's just too much even though that's like the vibe of the movie it's just kind of like oversteps a line and you kind of lose the audience a little that way mm-hmm. yeah well i feel like especially when you're younger though like I just looked that John Carpenter Carpenter was like 28. Yeah. When he did that. And then what Sam Raimi was 22. Like so much time has passed since they've done their first movies. Like, I mean, even me personally, like since what we've known each other or met each other back like a decade ago, I feel like I'm totally different. Yeah. Former definitely. Third person, just even sure. going from 20 to 30, you know? So I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, you might kind of not really regret, but just be like, oh, wow, like I wouldn't do that now. But, you know, that yeah, was just like hmm, poor decision. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of like poor decision type thing. Um, yeah. But yeah. I don't think it was necessary. I don't think it like ruined the movie, but it's a little something like not every movie can be perfect, really. Yeah. yeah. And just seeing this movie now, there's a lot more that I'm realizing just being older and like having more, I guess, film knowledge, just having seen more movies. Um yeah, working true. working in the film industry i'm like oh yeah like this movie is by far like not perfect in a way that i thought it was perfect but like when i was younger but uh like you know technically perfect in terms of ideas not totally perfect but like some of the lighting's really like blown out at points some stuff's out of focus but it's just like i mean it's 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 incredible that it was ever made you know that stuff yeah. doesn't matter because overall like this is a movie that like you've never seen before yeah literally yeah like stephen king was a huge force behind getting this movie seen when because when, when he saw it for the first time he's like yeah i've like literally never my eyes have are seeing something i've never seen in my life before watching the evil dead um, oh wow. wow so new line went on to like buy the rights for the evil dead and like could uh i almost said stream oh my god um to, <laughs> to put in theaters <laughs> yeah the evil dead went straight to streaming <laughs> <laughs> Could watch. Just this complete corrosion of history. I know. <laughs> we live in a weird hellscape of media now. Truly. But yeah, so that's like without Stephen King, this movie probably wouldn't have been seen nearly as as uh, as much for sure. 
but it's I get what he means by like it's never seen something like this before because it just is one of a kind like the more this is one of the f- first big horror movies I've ever seen and it had a huge impact on me and now going back to it I'm like oh no it's still like way at the top for sure after having seen like hundreds of other horror films like this is I've just had more respect for this movie than I did before yeah I mean it's very like I feel it doesn't really try to be anything else besides mm-hmm. like a horror movie uh, like yeah and it doesn't even like feel too like it there's homage for sure but it never feels like it's ripping off any other horror movie i don't know just little stuff like there's a hills have eyes poster in the cabin which is like it's one of those like things that i remember <laughs> reading in like film school where it's like oh you had a hills have eyes poster in this because in the hills have eyes uh west craven had a jaws poster in it and that was supposed to be the scariest movie at the time or whatever Oh, I didn't, didn't know that. Yeah, the final shot of this movie, too, feels very, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but not in a way that's, like, he's not... Nobody is straight up, like, shaking a chainsaw around in the sunlight, but it feels very much like the Necronomicon energy, like the Deadite energy. Yeah. Malevolent forces are just going through the house and going straight to Bruce Campbell. It just feels like a similar kind of ending that feels mm-hmm. very iconic without it ever Definitely. feeling like any other movie, but... Yeah, they're just they're just the amount of gore and everything too. Yeah, and then that claymation decomposing ending is just really something to behold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was very creative. I was actually when I was watching that today, I was like, wow, that was pretty like good. You just you just keep <laughs> like, thinking it's over, and then just like another like molting horrifying thing happens to the bodies. You're like, oh my god, stop! I'm like, I don't know if you could notice it back then. Maybe you could, but now with our the technology we have i'm like oh that's for sure choppy that's not she didn't like shoot that oh yeah oh why didn't he use cgi (laughs) (laughs) but it makes it look so like otherworldly and like horrifying like if you can imagine someone just like stop motion melting in front of you it's like terrifying oh yeah Yeah. it adds to it for sure yeah sure or even like large marge and peewee's big adventure is scary for a kid you know like imagine seeing this you know (laughs) all right (laughs) right R.I.P. Oh. No. Uh, I I feel like the music in this movie does a lot of heavy lifting too, and I don't mean that to be disparaging about other things, but just there's so much of this movie that's just straight up audio and mixing and and people being like, and then the film, the the, the score being really eerie that just adds so much energy and atmosphere to it. See that sound effect or that voice you just made, the screaming? That's what I wanted my like nickname to start the show to be. <laughs> I'm always like, Bleh! yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. But yeah, the sound I feel like does do you know a lot of heavy lifting, and it really adds to it. Like that's, I felt something like he did really well. Like I don't think he was just like a makeup kind of effects, you know, heavy person like i think he really thought that out and like i think he did a great job with yeah it. like the editing of this and like i mean the cinematography of in terms of like just knowing what shots to do it less so than like lighting and everything um yeah but just having a lot of innovative like using two by fours and stuff to move the camera around and like float it around and just all sort of different things they built out of wood to have crazy camera moves because they couldn't afford a camera doll uh, a camera dolly <laughs> That's so cool. I didn't know he did that. Yeah. And all this stuff. But um, the music is by uh, jo- Joseph LaDuca, 
and he basically he was like an experimental or a uh, a jazz guitarist before that and he kind of just does scores for a lot of sam raimi's early career robert taper who i mentioned earlier they both were like involved in xena warrior princess and hercules you remember those shows from the 90s yeah i do remember yeah of course um i used to watch all those and i remember even watching the uh (laughs) there was like an animated movie where they team up um (laughs) but yeah this composer like this music is so like i feel like iconic in a lot of ways like i I just think of this and like texas chainsaw um it's just like it would i mean they're both really caustic to have like a record of to play in your in the background or something but they just make you feel so eerie and stuff but but yeah, this this composer mostly has just worked with Sam Raimi and Co. Like he's done a few other things, but I don't know. I just thought that was I found that interesting compared to someone like Hans Zimmer, who's all over everything, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, loyalty's uh, nice, you know. Oh no, he just must have like a really good like life in Chicago, just being like, yeah, I do scores <laughs> for Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi every once in a while, and you know that's about it. It's fine. Comfy life, man. He doesn't need the whole. He doesn't need anything bigger, I guess. Yeah, I mean that's good. That's kind of being like, I'm happy where I am. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have anything to say, Connery? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like I talked about it. Why, why I want to talk about it a lot. It's pretty simple with this uh, movie. I, I just liked the scary deadite design. I think the gore is really cool for some reason. I'm usually not a big like blood person, but it just, I think it's the fact that it just feels all like so fake and like almost disgusting Looney Tunes vibes. <laughs> Yeah, it really is disgusting Looney Tunes vibes. That's like something you could also put on the the VHS box set or whatever. Literally <laughs> disgusting Looney Tune vibes. Well, I was texting you last night while watching it, Connor, and I was like, "Oh, like, have you seen this movie before?" I don't remember. And I was like, and I, "I was like, yes." I was like, "This definitely feels like a horror movie that you would be into, like, because it's just a lot of, a, it's just a lot." <laughs> Yeah. It's a lot it's, of energy. It's, it's a lot of people just screaming throughout the whole movie with like blood and guts everywhere. Yeah. And it's kind of like a mini testament. I feel like the, this movie has like wriggled its way somewhere in the dark recesses of my brain because the other day I was like, I was being a DM on the other Monday and uh, they were, we were in this like horror kind of like cemetery place. And I mentioned these like ghoul monsters had like human hands just kind of like jut out of their like chests and like just be there and i was like oh this happens the end of evil dead that's where that came from (laughs) yeah i forgot that happens in this movie too and i'm just like yeah that's very that's very connery (laughs) (laughs) had you not seen this movie before today connery no i'd seen it before i just totally forgot that that happened until that scene and i was i was like i was like oh my gosh it just was like lurking there so i was like there you go it's it's in there Yeah, I, I didn't see it like I said in a, in a while, and I feel like every time like you see it again after a while, like you're just kind of hooked with how gruesome it is, like kind of forget. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, wow, this movie is pretty disgusting. I forgot how disgusting this movie actually is. <laughs> how el grosso. Yeah, just the fact that it all takes place in one night too. I love. I always love that in a movie where it's. I mean, let alone you could do this movie like two different ways where it all happens in one night or he has to like slowly survive a week in this place where they only come out at night. And that's a different kind of like slow burn movie a little bit. But this is all just so much in one night. It's just like he had to change his life so much. He had to chop up his own girlfriend and his friends and stuff. And like, oh, yeah, his life is broken. Yeah. Until the remake. (laughs) Evil Dead 2. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad though. It's kind of a shorter movie. Like it was only an hour twenty five. I'm looking at right now. Yeah, 
it's, yeah it makes it condense and it kind of makes you focus a little more i feel like instead of like a slow burn i'm just like oh, okay they'll come out once every time at night you know i like just uh it being an hour or so of just straight gore can't really take your eyes away type deal yeah because yeah. i'm just thinking more like a modern movie i feel like would take more time to build suspense or something and this mm -hmm. just uh it just it, yeah it just all happens it just all happens at once like it, it would take like over a week to like build character and so you actually care more about the people but this is just a totally different movie where he is just having to deal with it, all of it at once uh it feel, it's an hour and 25 minutes but especially like in the third act it really like kind of not slows down for me but it just it feels like time slows down because every single second is just him being like freaked out and people's like <laughs> laughing at him and gore yeah. and everything and you just you do see a lot of just uh i don't, I don't think interiority is the right word for for Bruce Campbell's character but you just are you, it's just a lot of close-ups, a lot of wide-angle close-ups of him freaking out, and you're just there with him, and the frame is either on him or just a bunch of guts on the ground or a gross face laughing at him, you know? <laughs> it's all really close-up, and you can't really, like, it It demands you to not look away in a lot of ways, and it's just very, it's just extremely effective in being gross. <laughs> you're trapped in that cabin just as much as he is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, Connery, would you be a deadite? Uh, so you could tell Chris Angel what cards he's holding. <laughs> I'd do anything for Chris Angel. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, the one person who becomes a deadite first is, like, saying what all the cards are in the deck. Ace of spades, oh, queen yeah. of hearts. And, yeah, my other quote, I forgot what it was going to be. It was, it was something along, like, oh, I guess the card right, like, when that girl says that. And he's like, okay. I think it's, like, ESP, whatever, Shelly. <laughs> Yeah, and the the boyfriend just goes, "Okay, we get it." Like, does he even use the chainsaw, or does he just pick it up? He just picks it up. He never uses it. Right. That's like such a great thing to come back to in the next movie. <laughs> Can't wait to talk <laughs> about that. Because um, now he doesn't care anymore, and he will chop him up. <laughs> there are so many just like fun goof goofs and gags in this movie, despite being so gross. Like he's like looking under the pipe, and he puts his head right under the pipe for all the blood to go onto his mouth and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just like, come on, guy. Like it's all haunted. <laughs> stuff it's so silly oh uh, i can't even imagine what went into that scene like yeah okay ash or what was his name bruce yeah bruce. we're just gonna have all this fake blood on you at least it's it won't like, be yeah. this this time, this time. <laughs> it's not gonna be this this time said <laughs> all the blood coming out of like the light sockets and stuff is iconic too oh uh, uh, yeah i'm just saying all the things that people already know if you've seen this movie yeah it's a horrifying beautiful movie like yeah. you know give it a watch and just brace yourself for that one scene and then it, then it's a nice ride throughout the rest of it yeah i'll just say some quick like production notes real quick but nice sam raimi originally wanted to title his film book of the dead but mm. producer irvin shapiro changed the title to the evil dead for fear that kids would be turned off seeing a movie with a literary reference <laughs> and i'm like yeah i mean the evil yeah. dead is like a really good name i feel like it is good it's very iconic yeah way better book of the dead feels more scholastic for sure i mean that's yeah. that's literal but scholastic, <laughs> scholastic book fair <laughs> i would feel like the movie's more cerebral if i saw that title book of the dead yeah definitely the original script called for all the characters to be smoking marijuana when they're first listening to the tape of the necronomicon oh. Oh. uh the actors decided to try this for real and the entire scene had to be later reshot due to their uncontrollable behavior <laughs> 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 Uncontrollable behavior. <laughs> like, what are they doing? <laughs> They're just like, what? 
<laughs> like just being goofs, probably. Yeah. <laughs> just like, wait, Sam. What if I'm sitting like this instead? He's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, they the crew stayed in the cabin while filming the whole time, or so they yes. say. Uh, with several people sleeping in the same room, living conditions were terrible, and the crew frequently argued. <laughs> Oh my god. The cabin didn't have plumbing, so the actors went days without showering and fell ill frequently in the freezing weather. Oh no. What? By the end of production, they were burning furniture to stay warm. Ah! Because the whole thing with this movie is like they moved to, they shot it in Tennessee instead of Michigan, where Sam Raimi was living and grew up, mm-hmm. because he thought Tennessee would be warmer because Michigan's get so cold. But it turns out that year it was like the coldest winter in Tennessee and like the mildest in Michigan, like in years or something. <laughs> so he just got boned. That's so funny. But uh, yeah, just uh, there's more Bruce Campbell stories of cameraman hitting him on accident because it's really, really dangerous out there. <laughs> uh, like crashing the camera into Bruce Campbell and Bruce Campbell lost some teeth. <laughs> oh, my God. This is fun. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I, it's not quite if we made a movie connery but i, I do like the energy i was it feels very similar i'd hope people wouldn't be arguing on set the whole time but yeah the rest of it feels pretty on par especially burning furniture to stay warm sounds very on brand but, um oh, yeah man. do you guys have any any other final notes for this movie anything about the necronomicon itself the naturism de Monto? i think the necronomicon looks cool and i think it's really fun that the person who made it has pretty much their design now like plastered over everything that's ever been called Necronomicon or Book of the Dead. Yeah. In like pop culture anyway. Basically, and it's extra fun that it's also kind of in Doctor Doctor Strange too, in a way. Yeah, literally. Yeah, it's like it's just it just feels so iconic and like so like I can't remember a time when it wasn't there. Or like that kind of like term wasn't there. So it's really strange. I feel like I took your previous question a little too literally, Tyler. <laughs> like, do you have any more thoughts on this movie? I'm like, nope. Um, but if you're referencing the book, yeah, I mean, I feel I agree with Connery. Like, it's pretty, pretty iconic. Um, like everything, you know, from the book to the movie. What are your thoughts about the book, Tyler? Even just like, yeah, what you said is just very iconic, but it's built in a way that's very, it really pops. And even, mm-hmm. even uh, Ash. Ash Williams's um, outfit in this, he kind of ends up wearing a very something very similar. I feel like in the next two, uh, or just generally his character, he just has like a blue shirt, and like that's iconic enough despite the chainsaw, like or yeah. besides the chainsaw. And it's just there's something there's like a lot of iconography in this movie that looks just good enough, or it just does really pop. Some things look great, where the things that don't look as good it doesn't really matter like the makeup and stuff is great sometimes and then other times it's like kind of just there but you get it because they're just acting as crazy as possible it doesn't matter you know like you know you're Mm -hmm. watching a movie but it's so it's a lot of fun that way uh as well as scary (laughs) definitely like the necronomicon itself like looks looks great like you said um there's drawings on the inside of like the necronomicon inside of the necronomicon i think right Mm-hmm. And some of the drawings look a little like, you know, not the highest, not like, not, not like it's from an ancient text. It looks like someone no. drew that for a movie, you know, it's like Shelley was sketching inside that book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it looks fun. Wait, or was she doing that? Am I just a dingus and like miss that? No, no, no. It's just, it just looks like 
her her drawings, which oh, okay. is probably the same. They got the same person to draw the clock that they got to draw the other things. Exactly. That's there. why it looks just like the clock a lot. You know, yeah. like so. I do like when she draws so hard that it rips through the paper, though. I thought that was really good. Yeah, definitely. That's like she's first getting possessed and everything. Yeah. Uh, just the whole concept of a bunch of dumb teens like listening to a thing, being like, "Oh, dare you?" It's like I mean, this is a dumb backwards way of saying it, but it's like it's like talk to me. Yes, <laughs> I mean, talk to me is like the Evil Dead. You know, that's always like going to be it, a Tyler. thing. Uh, it's, it's always going to be a thing of like young people daring each other to be spooked. That's just classic yeah. horror, classic storytelling. But I, I guess the last thing I have to say is that just this is maybe the first movie in a long time that we've covered. If not, maybe the first that really feels like like it's a standalone movie completely. Like it doesn't. Feel follow up it doesn't act like there's going to be a sequel or anything but there's something i agree there's so many ingredients in this movie that just make it like like it just demands a sequel i feel like like mm-hmm. or so organically where it's just like you want to know what's going on next like even if it's not a direct sequel yeah you just want to live more in this world i think and see what what juice sam raimi has to offer what <laughs> what what guts and goop um, what delicious goop yeah because it's not just like it's not just like him showing off as a director or anything it's like he really is invested in this really nasty world it feels like yeah i I I agree totally agree honestly i think like you're totally right about the whole just being a standalone like like i could really recommend this to people just to watch this i personally haven't seen the second one but like i think it'd be totally okay if someone watched this and didn't watch the other ones but it does warrant like i want to learn more about the book and like that whole back backstory i think would be cool if i had only seen this movie yeah yeah it's less about like you know uh ash becomes more and more of a character and the protagonist throughout but it's less about like oh i want to know what happens to these characters next and at least for me it's it's more like i just want to live in this gross nasty world that he created (laughs) I want to see what happens next because it's just like something I've never seen before. <laughs> Those are our notes on Sam Raimi's The Evil Dead. Great stuff. Good we movie. did it. We did it. Stay tuned next week for Evil Dead 2. Duh. Jose, thank you so much for joining us today. Do you have anything to yeah, plug before so we go? Fun. No, nothing really to plug. It was good uh, catching up with you, Tyler. Yeah, um, definitely. Like I said before, we met each other probably more than a decade ago. <laughs> yeah. And- you know, just me keeping tabs on people on social media, even though I don't really post anymore. I kind of knowing what's going on in people's lives, but it's great to kind of like hear your voice and talk to you after so many years. Um, it's been great to meet you too, Connery. Oh yeah, um, pleasure, Jose. It was really fun. Glad to just you know still be watching movies and not like lost that interest, even though it may sometimes force me to watch some bad movies. Evil <laughs> Dead was not one of those, which I'm yeah. pretty glad. Nor, nor was the intern. The intern was also <laughs> no. The intern was great. The intern was great. <laughs> Do you want to plug your letterbox or anything, or would you rather not people know? <laughs> no, I'll plug my letterbox. Just nice. my name, so Jose Romero, the third. So J O S E R O M E R O I I I. Um, watch a bunch of random different movies. I'm at one fifteen this year. I sadly will never catch Tyler in my life, which has been my one goal. I got closest probably two years ago. Oh, were you comparing? <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, 
when someone would ask me like oh what app are you on i'm like i'm on letterbox like oh my god you watch so many movies and i'm like no i got this one friend who watches so much more and i've tried to catch up am i that friend yeah (laughs) you're his nemesis uh, i feel honored yeah i mean well people don't know like i like i was saying before it's very niche especially like to like movies i guess this much and like i'm not surrounded all the time with you know friends that like movies as much as i do um everyone has their you know thing that they like but yeah the, mm-hmm. they're wowed by just the number of movies i watched i tell them like oh there's people that watch a lot more and like you know people like me that watch movies like this you know when they kind of take jabs at the movies i like and i'm like oh whatever like, <laughs> there's like, people I... like me out there and i can just go on letterbox and you know, <laughs> find them all find them yeah. all you know gotta collect them all well let's let's uh let's go see a movie sometime and get some lunch or something yeah man definitely definitely be good to catch up with you and you know arthur too it'd be cool it'd be cool to be on a podcast arthur i don't think i've talked to him in this long out of time either yeah definitely i just uh on facebook i i get those horrible like 12 years ago memories and i'm just like cringy in all of them but i i just i just (laughs) saw i got one today that was like us and and jacob and stuff like on uvu if you remember that app oh yeah (laughs) and and tin and stuff yeah so. Uh, I have a lot of those screenshots. I have a whole <laughs> folder um, from my first year of college, and I like with the Balfs. If you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Many former Balfs members I, and current Balfs, I guess it's still a thing. I don't know. Uh, yeah, who knows? Badass yeah. Long Beach Film Group students. Students <laughs> group now. I guess. <laughs> that'd be go- that'd be a good at the end of that. Balf <laughs> Yeah, I remember. I remember there was the Balfs Plus. Wasn't there Balfs yeah. Plus or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah but um yeah it's i have a whole folder of just you know pictures and videos just way back and you know sometimes go through my iphoto library and just like way back and like wow some different times with great times you know so it's good to catch up finally yeah definitely thanks thanks so much for being on no problem no problem Uh, come back anytime you want oh yeah just uh hit me up man i'm just Glad to talk about any movie. Maybe The Big Short next. (laughs) (laughs) The Intern 2. The Intern 2. The The Robert De Niro biography. I'll for sure be on that. Oh, oh yeah. (laughs) He has a kid now and he's like 80. Wow, that's powerful. You say it's all. Powerful. Oh, powerful. Powerful. (laughs) Connor, what do you have to plug? If you enjoy the sound of my voice, you also enjoy tabletop role-playing games, you probably enjoy Starship Impala. It's an actual play role-playing game podcast hosted by myself and four other friends. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or on uh, SoundCloud. Uh, Tyler, what do you have to plug? Follow me on Instagram at Tammy Vice, even though I mentioned earlier that I haven't been posting anything. Uh, <laughs> I guess follow me at Tammy Vice on, on Letterboxd. Let's do that. Let's change it up a little bit. Uh, oh, yeah. Follow us at Franchise Pod on all social medias. You can email us at the Franchise Podcast at gmail.com. For any franchise you want us to cover or just any comments you had on the episode, we'd be glad to read them out. And give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Like, share, and subscribe. We got t shirts for sale at Red Room Tees on Etsy. Uh, turn O'Neill's Etsy page. Put the code The Franchise if you'd like that shirt. You get 20% off. <laughs> And uh, there's Connery's yawn. Sorry, I said, yeah. <laughs> My uh, voice is just shit. And that's, yeah, that's it. Stay tuned for more Evil Dead coming soon. 
I'm hyped. Thank you to Martin Ganey for our artwork and Nick Viverka for our music. And I need your guys' help with this one. Uh, until next time. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>